Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario with episode number 175 of The Yacking Show. This is the show to awaken you to new perspectives, hopefully to give you a bit of education, a bit of enlightenment, and certainly some entertainment. And today's guest is certainly going to give you some entertainment. I've met her several times, believe me. Oops, but I'm giving the game away. So first, let me introduce my co-host, Kathleen. Kathleen Beauvais from Waterloo, Ontario, who's the co-host of The Yacking Show and introduces guests so much better than I do. So welcome, Kathleen. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so much for that intro. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you. And we love reading your comments. So please keep those coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. Her name is Bridget Belton. Bridget, who is a candidate for the Ontario Party in Ontario. She's a She's a truck driver and was, in fact, in attendance for the Freedom Convoy. Hello, Bridget. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Now, for our audience, can you give us a little bit about your background and how you became interested in and involved in politics? Well, it was definitely not planned. It's not something that I was ever, ever going to do. Um, I, I really had a great appreciation for those that are in politics because of all the stuff they have to deal with. I mean, and, and I'm just learning some of it now, you know, the people that send you nasty grams and, and they think that's quite all right. It's not people attacking your family. Again, that's not okay. Um, so that was definitely not somewhere where I want to go. And I did respect the fact that people do put themselves out there and, and do that. But um, in November, when uh, CBSA had targeted me for the third time and threatened me with arrest, um, I, I was lost hope in Ontario, lost hope in Canada, lost hope in people actually being humane to other people. I, I watched people get tackled. I watched children get thrown to the ground for playing outside, parents ticketed for taking their children outside. Throughout these last two years, they've been very difficult. And I love how, how the government spun everything and said, we're all in this together. I don't know anybody that was in it together when it was toilet paper for me and my family or toilet paper for you and your family. There was no, hey, we're all in this together. It was every man for himself. And, and, and I know that because I carried loads. I knew what was coming through, right? So being put out of my job um, and feeling hopeless, no place to go, um, nothing to do. There was, my life was being taken away, not by choice, not by something I had done, something I was refused to doing because I didn't think it was good for me. Whether you wanted to do that or not, that's up to you. Um, and so I just, I felt hopelessness. I started Convoy with Chris. We brought it to Ottawa and from there it exploded. We were there five weeks. We really planned on 48 hours. We didn't think we'd be there that long. Um, and then <clears throat> on the way home, uh, five weeks later, um, I heard Tom Morazzo had put his name in there and I had people saying, you need to go, you need to run. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and um, 
so I did put my name into two arenas. I put it into the new blue. I put it into the Ontario party, found out that the new, new blue uh, did not like the fact that I was willing to go with either freedom party. Um, at that point, I, I uh, talked with them. The, the other thing was I found out later that as a new blue uh, candidate, we've had some of them move over to the Ontario party because there's no freedom of speech over there uh, with, without being with the party. And that's, part of their, their uh, um, agreement. So some will say no, some will say yes, I didn't sign it, I don't know, but this is what I'm, I'm told from other candidates in the Ontario party that were new blue. So I made the right decision. Um, and one of the things I asked specifically when interviewing was, do I have to be quiet? Can I not be me? And do I have to follow party line? You know, and I, I was told I am free to speak. Um, when Derek was in Elmer, I'm sure Peter can attest to because he was there. He goes, uh, somebody had asked that very question. Mm -hmm. Does she have to follow what you say? And he goes, have you met her? Control <laughs> <laughs> her. <laughs> so the answer to that is no. And I think he's, he's getting very accustomed to Bridget kind of not being exactly 100% with all of the things they they agree with 90 percent, 99 i'd say even i think there's just one issue that i agree freedom of choice is freedom of choice so yeah wow so i was i was actually going to ask you why why you chose the ontario party and i think you've answered that one very very well so i know kathleen's got something she wants to ask you so i'll i'll sit back and hope she forgives me for my sarcastic comment earlier and uh, over to you <laughs> kathleen <laughs> Uh, so, Bridget, how has your working experience up until now helped you prepare for a political role? Well, trekking, believe it or not, is very political. It, it, it is a very political position um, because we're always screaming about it on the CB. You ask a Canadian truck driver about American politics, we can tell you who's in this state, who's in that state, what they're what they stand for. We know American politics very well. The Americans still don't know our politics. I've had to draw them even a map so they'd understand where Canada is and how big <laughs> it is. Um, but I mean, just just being able to compare with them our um, legal system and our governance and how it works um, has because sometimes they'd ask questions. I'd be like you know what? I don't know why we weren't taught that in school. So you'd, you'd have to look it up and you'd be able to, to converse about it. So I think my job actually helped me do that. And we deal with a lot of federal, federal and provincial legislations as truck drivers. Um, a lot of them don't make sense, but that's because some guy in a suit and a chair made the decision of what we're supposed to do. So I think in every industry, you're going to have somebody say, well, some guy in a suit and jacket and a chair made that decision that never did this. Well, I'm hoping that uh, should we get enough seats, I'll be made, uh, you know, a minister of transportation and I can help solely in that area because that's where I'm, you know, my specifics are um, and help, of course, in other areas. But that's the, the, the main lane for me. Uh, we have uh, Sheldon, who's a fireman. So he can deal with all of those kind of emergency procedures that we need to do. We've got Tom Marazzo, who is ex-military that can work there, work in transportation and work in our security. We, we are such a diverse group 
it's just amazing. We're business owners. We're, we're just everyday people. You know, yes, we have the lawyers and the doctors, but they're just, they're so down to earth. We're just everyday citizens. And I think that's mm-hmm. what makes us a great party. Very good. I, Bridget, we have an international audience. Uh, so just for their benefit, uh, we need to explain that the Canadian political system is more like the US in the levels of government than it is the European county system or prefecture system in, in on the continent. So as a provincial candidate, once elected in the, in the provincial legislature, you have a lot more effect on ordinary citizens' lives than a county-level government in, say, England. Am I right in saying that? I would, I would agree with that, yes. And, you know, it would be, they have, yeah, they have certain levels. I mean, it, the UK and Ross, uh, my, my friend lives over there. Um, you have council, which does a lot of what you're allowed to do and not allowed to do mm-hmm. and where you can go and what you can't go. And um, that would be more like, it's just a step down from, from your prime minister or your, um, from your president, really. Sure. Um, sure. And we can we can shape the focus of what the federal government or the top level of government does. We mm-hmm. can also tell them, no, sorry, not in our province. We're not doing that. Sure. But as a like provincial, <laughs> as a provincial politician, <laughs> you have a lot more power and influence than going back to that town councillor or county councillor in England ever does. Correct. Yeah. It would be like a, a school trustee here or. A, yeah. 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 yeah just to put it in, put in perspective for people <laughs> from other parts of the world who are watching us. Um, so what I was going to ask you next was. My concern, you've addressed it a little bit. We, we have two true conservative parties contesting this election, and we have a party that should be conservative that no longer is so. My concern is that some people will support your party and some people will support the new blue because both have advantages and merits. Uh, and it worries me that some of the votes could be, if they were voted together, may have a chance of defeating conservatives in certain writings. I certainly hope they do, but separately may not. So although there might be a big swing in votes to the true conservative side, it may not get enough people elected. You know, how do you address that one? Well, people think of it as vote splitting. First off, I get one vote just like everybody else does. So you can't split that vote unless you're as lucky as me and I got two cards in the mail, but I'm a responsible (laughs) citizen and will only use one. Um, (laughs) and, um, you know, so you get one vote, everybody gets one vote. Okay. Here's the other thing. There are 13 seats, I believe 13 seats that are not attached to a regular party. Okay. Okay? Not attached to liberal because they only had four or seven seats, something like that. Uh, then you have, um, I think it was 40 seats for, the NDP and 63 for the conservatives. That leaves 13 seats to a non-legacy party. That means if all if all 13 seats went to a non-legacy party and went to Ontario party or new new blue, we are at least tied with the Liberal Party. Okay. Right okay. currently. Right, right there. Sure. Right? That's a tie. Yeah. Okay. If people are upset with Steve DeLuca who wants to take away any guns and wants to jab every child, right? Um, without knowing long-term effects, he could lose more votes. 
Mm -hmm. That could be a killer for his party and they be gone, decimated. I'd like to see that, but I'm, I'm not that hopeful about that. But then again, that shoves votes to us. Sure. Then you have the PCs and you have the NDP. Andrea had agreed to take CDLs from truck drivers in uh, the protests in Ottawa, at Windsor, at Sarnia. Those are our livelihoods. What are CDLs? She has no right to take those. CDLs, uh, commercial driver's license. Oh, mm -hmm. thank you. Okay. Right. So she wanted to take those licenses from us with no due cause. We broke no law. The, the judge even said we broke no mm -hmm. law. Correct. Okay. And she wanted to take those. <clears throat> you ask me how many people know a truck driver in their family and how unfairly they were treated between those two parties, NDP and PCs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trucking community and family of trucking community is huge. There's 750,000 of us throughout the country. Okay. Wow. So, so half in Ontario by a law of averages, roughly. Approximately. That is a lot of votes you just scoured. Yeah. Just yeah. threw away. Those mm. are a lot of votes. Right. I can walk into almost any trucking company and they go, oh my God, it's Bridgehead. Um, and it's happened. It's happened. So I'm just like, kind of taken back because I'm, you know, I, I still don't think I'm as big of a person as some people may, may think of me as. Um, but it, it, so they have lost votes. I mean, I walked into oh, yeah. the one trucking company and they asked me for three signs and if they could take pictures, they were definitely voting Ontario party. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in my writing, it's heavy trucks. We've got yeah. trucks everywhere. There's lots of truck companies. So I think they've shot themselves in the foot. They've, uh, you know, then you look at nursing. How many nurses are in our province? That's right. Yeah. They yeah. fired yeah. nurses. They have no money, no EI, no nothing. They're on an extended layoff. Mm -hmm. so you've got that. Then you've got firemen. Extended layoff. No pays, no nothing. Mm -hmm. They have shot almost every working individual class that was essential during the two years that kept the economy going, mm -hmm. they've literally shot them in the back and said, see ya. Yep. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I, you're right. I don't believe their polling numbers. I've looked at no. them. Their, uh, their polling numbers are done on, based on a thousand people. What in the GTA, those people in the GTA need to think for a minute. When you call 911 sure. and you're put on hold, Right. How is that your, your province serving you? I have called twice in the GTA and been put on hold in emergency situations. Oof. Wow. Yeah, not enough people. So, 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 so and then they, they want to take our guns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, what are you hearing, though, are people's greatest concerns going into this election? What, what are you hearing from the people about that? It's funny. Their concerns are the ones that are not being addressed. Okay. Their concerns are about the critical race theory, what's being taught to their children in school, mm -hmm. digital IDs. Mm. Why did sticker plates uh, not, you know, why are we not doing sticker plates? Are they coming after us now for inspections? Which if you do go into a, a garage, you know you're not driving out without $500. Mm -hmm. So that $120 they saved you, you're not, you're not saving anything. It, it's a bait and switch. 
and they're very good at it. Mm -hmm. Oh, we'll change this. We'll save you money. And then two years later, they go, oh yeah, now you need a yearly inspection sticker. Oh, that's going to cost you. Yeah. You got a red light on. Oh yeah. That's $1,200. You know, it, it's bait and switch all the time. And I'm trying to get people to understand and listen to what they're saying. We're investing $47 million. No, stop right there. They're investing nothing. They're spending $47 million on corporate welfare. Stop it. Mm -hmm. Honda doesn't need to be propped up. They're a $660 million profitable yen company. They don't need our $260 million. We could put that into healthcare, mm -hmm. right? Then we had mm -hmm. another $500 million sent to somebody else. Over $700 million in corporate welfare in just two transactions. That's our money. Mm -hmm. it, it Mine, yours. I don't want it going to a for-profit company. If they can't make it here in Ontario, they can't make it here in Ontario. Right. They want to go across the border and threaten us. Well, we'll move our operation across the border. Cool. When you come into, into Ontario, you'll have 100% tariff. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. They won't do it. But you need somebody that's got big kahunas to do that and to tell them, you go ahead and play with us. Go ahead. Give it a try. We're going to push back. And Doug Ford apparently is not that person. Nope. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. Wow. Interesting stuff. So, Kathleen, you any more there? Or? No, you go ahead. So I, I want to push Bridget a little bit on her experience in Ottawa, the convoy, because I, but let me, let me give you an observation before that, right? And I'll, I'll do it quick. Kathleen's heard it before, so I don't want to go too far on this one. So I've been in Canada since 2004. So what's that going on? 18 years, right? And uh, I don't know how much of my story you know, but I experienced at, at a very huge cost the effect of governments that decided to abandon the rule of law and nearly cost me my life too. So I was very grateful to come to Canada, very grateful to be accepted. But like many adults who moved to a totally different country, I still felt a bit of a foreigner, right? I became a citizen as soon as I'd spent the required number of days here. I got involved in local service clubs and met my neighbors. I couldn't complain, but I had this feeling that I'm a still a bit of a foreigner. Until the day the convoy rolled through uh, Drumbo, which is the closest bridge on the 401 to me. So... There I am on a freezing minus five with a bitter wind and heavy snow standing on this highway bridge with about 1,200 people. And for those of our audience who don't know this part of the world, Drumbo is a tiny village in Ontario, really tiny. And I'm standing there waving my flag and the trucks start coming and people are cheering and I'm getting quite emotional. And I said, I actually feel for the first time in 18 years like a true Canadian. And I could say more, but that's enough to put the background for people who weren't here. So that was my introduction to what you were doing. So tell us your experience. Um, well, I rolled, uh, we, we had, um, I remember that day going over that bridge. I'm sorry. That was just fantastic. I, I drove right by you, Peter, and I wish I would have known you at that point. I would have taken you in the truck. Let's go to Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> I would have come with you, believe me. <laughs> Um, it, I, we had the West roll and we planned it very well. Um, we had the West roll out first and Ontario was hanging back mm -hmm. to wait for them to catch up. Yeah. And once they got here, we were going to start to roll in unison. 
Um, I rolled for days in Sarnia with the best, big, hardest crew that I had of approximately 50 local residents in their cars. We'd have trucks join in every now and then. Um, and it was, it was fantastic. It was, it was the first time that it didn't matter if you were native, whether you were French, sure. whether you were black, whether you were white, whether you were Asian, whether you were gay, whether you were straight, there was no division, none, everybody, it didn't matter. Everybody was hugging. Everybody mm -hmm. was cheering Canadian flags everywhere. Um, you know, and, and take back our freedoms, freedom of choice. Um, Trudeau's got to go. I, I mean, there were a lot of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there were just, there just were. Um, it, people just being people. So when we rolled out that, and I kept saying to my husband, I said, it's not going well. We only got about 50 people in Sarnia. I'm really worried about Ontario. We are very PC, very liberal. It, you know, it, it doesn't, I don't think it's going over well. And he's just hang on, just hang on. You started this, you keep going with it. I'm like, okay. I get there the Thursday morning and I couldn't believe what I saw. The parking lot at the Wyoming Flying J was full. You couldn't move. People everywhere, kids cheering. There was a police officer directing traffic. I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, like the kid from home alone. Oh. Right. I was, I was just like, Wow. Just wow. And there had been a problem with the website updating. The time was at 530. Some people were actually in Sarnia at 530 in the morning. Bless their hearts. They were there waiting wow. for us. And we weren't there till 830. And we kept trying to get that word out. But some people didn't get the message. And, you know, they were arguing online. You could see it. They're going, no, it says 5.30. No, I talked to Bridget. It says 8.30. Oh, I'm going at 5.30 because I'm not missing it, right? And it was just like, oh, my gosh. It, it was just the biggest, most proudest moment of, of my life. Yeah. And I'd always said that Canadians were never unified. Mm -hmm. We were kind of patriotic if it was, it well, if it was convenience. Yeah. Right? Right. This was not out of convenience because it was minus 13 on some of those bridges. Right. Yeah. They were there in the dark, waving with glow sticks so we could see them because we couldn't see their faces anymore. It was pitch black by the time we got to Napanee and Kingston. It, it was, you can never, ever, ever redo what happened. No. And those that are so negative and hate what happened, I can tell you those are people that did not go, did not experience, did not breathe it. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. it was a breathe, a feeling of it, especially after being so locked down for two years. For and two years, pushed away right. from your family, right? Yeah. This government and and going to Ottawa, people need to understand what the government did is classic. It's very classic to any woman who has ever lived through a narcissistic relationship. The first thing they do is they, they will you win. The second thing they do is they scare you not to leave. The third thing they do is take you away from your family and friends, segregate and separate. Mm -hmm. Right. Then they have 100% control. 
And that's what our government did. And people need to wake up. They have been abused by our government. Absolutely. They really need to wake up. Right. Yep. You know. So well, again, sorry, let me throw in quick for international <laughs> audience, my, my experience, and I related my, the emotions that I felt. To me, I would equate it to people in England. If your soccer team, if you're at the stadium as your soccer team is about to score the winning goal in the FA Cup, for South Africans, if your rugby team's about to score the winning point in the Curry Cup, and for America, if your team is about to win in the Super Bowl, multiply that by 10, and that's the sort of experience it was. So I right. hope that puts it into perspective for international <laughs> people. Sorry, Kathleen, back to you. Well, we're running short on time, but I, we have a, a couple more questions to ask you, Bridget. So what message would you like to give to the Ontario audience? First off, don't do what your grandmother did. Don't do what your mother did. Don't do what your dad did. You don't have to. Just because your parents voted a certain way throughout your lifetime and you've heard them always say, oh, we're PCers. Oh, we're liberals. Oh, we're NDPers. You don't have to vote that way. Right. Make change. Okay. Don't be afraid of splitting the vote. As I've already explained, there are seats there to overtake at least one of the parties. And if you allow us, we're going to take over the other two. Right. We've crushed parties, legacy parties that were in power, that had full power down to seven seats. We can do this again. And we are more willing to change on the provincial level than we are on the federal mm -hmm. level. The other thing is we're going to introduce recall policy. So that means you don't like us, kick us to the curb, okay? It's plain and simple. And I'm behind that policy because why? Because it makes us work for you. No longer will you be working for us. So mm -hmm. don't be afraid to make change on June 2nd. It's not that big of a deal. The worst thing you could do is vote what we know because it's the devil we know. It, it, it's, it's such an absurd comment. We know we'll be locked down in the fall. We know this is coming again. They're going to force more injections on us for monkeypox, which we don't need. So make change. If you're unhappy, make change. What's the worst that could happen? Like we couldn't do any, honestly, we couldn't do any, any worse than Doug Ford or the wind government. It's, it's pretty near impossible. <laughs> yeah. Pretty near impossible. Just again, for our international audience, re recall is, a, I think, a North American term more than a European one. It means if you don't like your elected representative, you can start a petition and it depends in from state to state how many votes you need to, how many signatures you need to get. You start a petition and have that member <coughs> recalled and either has to stand for re-election or whatever. You don't have to wait for the candidate to die or be involved in a huge scandal or for the next provincial or state federal election. It's a measure, an interim process to get rid of an official you don't like. So I got one for you. I, have a, I don't subscribe to any mainstream news bulletin, be it satellite TV, newspaper, anything else. I look at all the alternate sources, so I'm a conspiracy theorist to my heart. However, I do scan the headlines on the internet every day, and I, they, <clears throat> the homepage that I look at gives where are the political leaders on the Ontario election trail today? And they name the three legacy parties and the Green Party. And yet the New Blue have more candidates than either the Greens or the Liberals. I think you have more candidates than, in more writings than the Greens. They don't mention the Ontario Party or the New Blue at all, right? The media are totally ignoring you. So how are you trying to counter that? 
we try, uh, well, we do a lot of social media, especially I have a lot of followers. Um, my campaign manager um, has a lot of followers as well. Um, we push through social media very well. Um, we, we do that very well. Um, our Facebook is not doing so well, but that's okay because Facebook's pretty much a thing in the past. So we're mm -hmm. doing Instagram and twi uh, Twitter and um, Facebook as well as TikTok. TikTok seems to be doing very, very well. Um, the other thing is we're, we're doing email. And um, interesting thing though, our emails are getting blocked and not getting through to the people of the writings. We just found that out today. Oh. <clears throat> so to me, all this means is they are scared. Mm -hmm. They're absolutely 100% scared that we are going to grab enough seats to either be an opposition or a majority mm -hmm. because they would have no reason to do that otherwise. Sure. We have sure. Um, signs. They're blocking signs. The PCs are blocking signs of other candidates, including us. So they're blocking new blue signs. They're blocking Ontario party signs. Um, we have, um, we're not being allowed to go to debates. A lot of us. Yeah. Um, and that's not heard of. We have Rick Nichols, who is uh, an incumbent running mm -hmm. again, in his riding. And you must, according to the rules, invite anybody who has um, an elected official in past, past parliament. So right. they're breaking their rules. And here's another thing that just came forward so that the voters know when they go to the poll, you must mark your ballot with a Sharpie, a black Sharpie, not a pen. We have found out that in one riding, all the ballots were marked with a pen, which means they go into the ballot and counted as a spoiled ballot. Really? Oh. Yeah. So if you marked yours with a pen, uh, we are going to be calling in that one particular riding to have everything counted by hand. I'm, I'm assuming we are working on it. I am working with the party. I found out about it and I was like, so what happens to those votes? They count them as spoiled votes. So instead of that, uh, we're going to go back. We already, we're already making plans for that. Um, and our emails are being blocked. So we're on that as well. Um, the only reason somebody does that is because they're afraid of you. Of course. No other reason. No other reason. Ah. So, so Bridget, how do people contact you and what kind of help are you looking for at this stage? At this stage, we can use a lot more people on street corners. We're going to do some waves in the next day or two. Um, so get our name out there. Come and join us. Uh, you can find us at Ontario Party EML um, on Facebook. You can find me at Gidget underscore 642 on TikTok. And um, you can, again, go through Ontario Party, Elgin Middlesex, London, uh, .ca, I believe. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. Yes. We will put that on the video and in the description so people can get hold of you. Thank you, Bridget. That was, that was good. Enjoy it. hearing you so your much. story. It was a pleasure having you on the show, Bridget. And thank you all once again for tuning into our show. And uh, if anyone wants to be on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out to Peter or myself. And until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.